Alright guys, so we're back for the second episode of our podcast, Box Talk 101. I'm Fred Joseguero from Box Talk 101. This is Pedro El Lobo Madrid. And uh, again, we're back with the second episode, so... So far, so good. We, we made it this far. Uh, hopefully, we can keep it going again. Uh, we hope the show grows, and we hope uh, you guys uh, assist us with that. Um, we hope you guys kind of mold it to what we want it to become eventually. Um, to start off the second episode, we got a, just a quick recap. Um, I'm sure a majority of people saw Errol Spence fight. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. Finished the guy in the mm-hmm. first round. The first round, yeah. Uh, the fight... The post-fight interview lasted longer than the fight. The fight yeah. yeah, so um, <laughs> it was pretty impressive. Um, a little less so because I've never heard of Carlos Ocampo. Yeah, but uh, still very impressive. Um, and then uh, Josh Kelly was one of the other fights that stood out to me um, against Chris George, who again I've never heard of the guy. But you know they're from across the pond, UK. So a lot of the times us American fans don't hear about these guys. Um, but if I don't know if you had a chance to check out Josh Kelly. Nope. Dude, super, super good. Uh, if anybody on here has already checked out Josh Kelly, I'm sure you guys already know. I've never heard of him, honestly. you never heard of him? Never heard the of him. The Lomachenko of the welterweight division. No way. Check him out. Check him out later. Josh he Kelly. basically fought this fight, uh-huh. the majority of the fight, with his hands down. Just to show off. Like, he was, he was that good. Uh-huh. Wait, I, I think I have seen uh, like some some like highlights of this. He's bowl. like six or seven and zero. Well, he's seven and zero now. Yeah, it might it might be the one. yeah. I think I think I know who it is. Yeah, but uh, anyways, um, so so he fought. He defeated this other guy. Seventh round stoppage. How many rounds were they going? Ten or what? Uh, I think they were going about ten. It was like one of those UK belts, like Commonwealth mm-hmm. belt. Um, the other guy had it. Chris George had it. Uh, so Josh Kelly defeated him for that. Basically, Lomachenko style. He didn't come out for the eighth round. Oh, dang. So it was basically they made it to the end of the seventh round and didn't. he didn't come out. Um, and again, he was the belt holder. So What did you think, though, about Errol Spencer, the way he knocked the full out with the body shot? What did you think about that? Well, I, I don't... I don't I don't want to say I expect those kind of things from Errol yeah. Spence because anytime you see that from anybody, it's still surprising, right? It's, it's still it's like a wow factor. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do kind of expect those things from Errol yeah. Spence. Yeah, I called this fight, uh, or I, my prediction for it was that it would end in the fifth round or about the fifth round. Mm-hmm. And um, I posted it right before the fight on the Instagram. And I'm sure some people thought, oh, fifth round, that's, that's pretty early, right? But, I mean, we see what happened and it ended in the first um, what did you think? What did you think of the fight? Mm, I don't know. I mean, uh, he first threw a body shot, right? That landed kind of low. Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. Hit him on the elbow yeah. or something. Some people said it might have was like maybe a low blow, but yeah, I saw yeah. it and I didn't think it was a low yeah. blow. I thought it was low. You thought it was yeah. low? Yeah, I thought it was kind of low, but uh, I, it was accidental, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now the second punch, it, it it didn't like land. I mean, it. I'm sure it landed clean, but it didn't look clean. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't. Like flush is what I mean, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then that was it. So like for me, I, I was like, what the hell? This guy must have... You expected more from the opponent? Yes, I, I thought he would at least try to get up. Like, he Do you did, think mentally he was just defeated? Man, I think maybe mentally. He, just, he was going to go on there to lose. Yeah, I mean, but you never know. Because again, in boxing, it, it, it's always like that. It looks different from the outside than from when yeah. you're in there. So from the outside, it didn't really look like such a devastating punch. Mm-hmm. 
from my perspective, mm-hmm. even even when they played it slow, you know, on the on the replay, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, that wasn't that hard. Yeah, it's like come on, man. <laughs> I could have took that and got yeah, up. Yeah, like you know, at least show that you're trying to get up. And yeah. It's like but this guy was just like, oh, yeah. Oh. So then I was like, wow, you know, he was either mentally defeated or. It wasn't as we saw, you know. It was, yeah. it was one of those things that in the ring. It's, it's a whole it was maybe game. more effective than it looked. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, can't take anything away from the opponent because of that. Because I'm a I'm a fighter and I know that. I know that sometimes it looks like crazy punch, but it's not. And yeah. sometimes it's the other way around. Yeah. It doesn't look <laughs> so, as devastating, but it is. Yes. Did you see the post-fight interview? Of who? Errol of Spence. Errol Spence. Yeah, he was kind of bummed. He he wanted more show. You yeah. Know, same thing. So he probably felt the same way. Um, like, oh, this guy. <clears throat> Got up. They brought up uh, other potential fights for him, one of them being Terrence Crawford. Um, and he said, oh, anybody, you know, I'd like mm-hmm. to fight the winner of Danny Garcia mm-hmm. versus Sean Porter. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins that fight, I'll fight them. Unify as many belts as I can, and then me and Terrence Crawford can get it on. You know, like, he ba- it basically sounds like he wants to unify the division and then have Terrence Crawford as, like, his main, what, his main appetizer, I guess. <laughs> um, but some people said that because he didn't so much acknowledge Terrence Crawford, some people think that maybe he doesn't want the Terrence Crawford fight. Uh, mm. do you, did you get that vibe or no? Uh, I didn't personally, but I want to get your no, take on it. Not really. I mean, I I think he didn't want to talk about it so much because he wants the fans to, to get excited about it first. Mm-hmm. And th- before he even says anything, I feel, that's what I think. I think mm. it's just kind of like letting it go, you know? Like whatever. Let, let, be, let people get excited about it first before he jumps in and, you know starts talking about it so that's the feeling I got do you have a pick for that fight yet? Uh, I or not no yet. because I, I I mean I know enough about both fighters the same way like I don't know more about one than the other you see what I'm saying? yeah 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 like, I don't, it's just so I don't know I don't know enough about them let's put it that way yeah 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 <laughs> um but didn't he call out somebody else though recently I think uh, he tweeted it or put it on Instagram or something Errol Spence? Vargas? You wonder Vargas next, huh? Maybe Jesse did Vargas. he? I don't want to see that fight. Yeah. Do you? I, I think that's what I, I think that's what I saw. I, mean, I don't want. I don't want to see that. I don't feel like Jesse brings anything. He doesn't have a belt. He doesn't bring anything to the table. It would just be like another one of these fights, in my opinion. Yeah, he's got a little more fandom in like the United States. People actually know who he is, mm-hmm. and he's from Vegas, so maybe he wants to have the fight in Vegas. But I don't. I, is he? Is he? I don't know if he's a mandatory. Is he mandatory? I don't know. I just I know when he know. called him out. He said he wanted him next. I don't want to see Jesse that. Vargas. Well, it's like, when, <laughs> do you ever want to see a champion calling out the guys that are clearly beneath him? In my opinion, yeah. not really. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Um, but what the, do you guys think, though? You guys want to watch it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no. You guys should drop a comment. Let us know what you guys think. If you want to see Errol Spence versus Jesse Vargas, or if you're like me and you want to see Errol Spence take on, you know, maybe one of the other belt holders, or. Uh, even, dude, honestly, I know nobody's brought this up because very minimal chance of it happening, but I would be more interested in watching Errol Spence versus uh, Manny Pacquiao, or even Jeff Horn, for that matter, <laughs> really? than freaking uh, Jesse Vargas. I don't know. I feel like I was just, I'm not very drawn mm-hmm. by Jesse Vargas. I feel like he's very bland. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about him to me that really stands out other than sometimes his size yeah. against these other welterweights. But Errol Spence takes that away because Errol Spence is a bigger welterweight, and I don't True. see I don't I don't see Vargas I don't see Vargas beating him. I don't see Manny Pacquiao beating him either. But I think that's a more interesting <laughs> fight in my opinion. Yeah. 
but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's move on. I wanted to bring up um, something from the past, something pretty that I find interesting. There's a documentary on YouTube. If you guys haven't watched it, you know, look it up. It's pretty cool. It's called uh, "Assault in the Ring," and it's about the fight. Uh, yeah. It's about the fight from uh, Luis Resto mm-hmm. and Billy Collins Jr. Mm-hmm. I remember watching this. Uh, watching this maybe like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Long time ago. Yeah, it's old. Yeah, it's pretty old. It's, it's been I, on there for a while. It's been there for a while. So I, I watched it and. I just could, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, you know, it's it takes you. It's very emotional. Let's put it that way. Like it's, it's like an emotional. Um, it's a documentary. Basically. Yeah, it's, it's a documentary, documentary movie. It's a really good movie documentary. Mm-hmm. But it it, it take it, it's like it, it plays with their emotions because you don't really know what to expect. Like you think it's going one way, but then it goes a different way. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. I, I thought it was. It's, if you haven't seen it, you gotta go. You gotta watch it. It's, Did you feel a little bit? Uh, sympathy for Louis Resto? Yes, I did. Okay. Me but, too. I wasn't but, sure. But at the same time, like you gotta always see both sides. And of course, it, of course. And, and and of course, we don't want to spoil it for you guys, so we don't want to talk too much about it. That's what I feel. What do you, what do you think? Cause, I mean, we don't. We do want to talk about it, but at the same time, you don't want to spoil it, cause you know. What do you think? I feel like it's if people haven't seen it. They should see it. The casual fan who maybe hasn't seen it should go should go watch the documentary and pause this YouTube video and then come back. Yeah, and then <laughs> come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pause this. Go watch the documentary video and then come back and watch the rest of our um, of our episode too. Um, but for the hardcore fans who have seen this, or maybe even uh, people who lived through it, you know, because this was what like in the '80s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they all know what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were either there or they heard about it. It was a big deal at the time. Uh, basically, it was the original Margarito deal with the hand wraps, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, or it wasn't. It wasn't the hand wraps. It, it, it wasn't at the beginning. It was. It was more about the gloves being tempered with. Yeah, that's what it was about. And then during the documentary, he confessed mm-hmm. about the hand wraps. Yes. Faster. Yes. That that was during the documentary. So. Yeah. For, for the fans who haven't seen it or maybe don't want to go back and watch it or whatever or maybe already did watch it, um, just give us a quick summary of what happened. Quick summary. Uh, so, Louis Russell was this, this guy, this this tough, rugged guy that needed to be... He was like a stepping stone for, for upcoming fighter, right? So, Billy Collins, uh, he was undefeated. He was doing really good, really nice prospect. Climbing the ranks, right? Um, yeah, so so he, he uh, basically needed to beat this guy to take it to the next level and, and eventually get a world title fight. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, there was a lot of um, build up, not, not build, um, like money involved. Uh, oh yeah, there was a lot of gambling, a lot, a lot of, gambling, stuff. A lot yeah. of bets. So so what they, this guy uh, Louis Resto couldn't lose because then all you know all that money would have been lost. So mm-hmm. so what they did is that they tampered with his gloves. And uh, mm-hmm. so that he could have an advantage, advantage they, over. They his, took padding out of his gloves. Padding out, yeah, took padding off, and, and eventually, during the documentary, found out that they uh, they put plaster on his. Yeah. So phone. not only did they so, unstuff these gloves, but they put plaster wraps. Yes. So just imagine how bad that is. I mean, already if you if you've never touched a professional glove, like just go ahead and touch one one day. There's like very little padding already. Mm. So just imagine taking that off. It's like. It's almost like bare knuckles. 
And on top of that, and you got on top of that you got plaster, so it, which is basically like a cast wrap. Yeah, so, so you're basically getting hit by a stone. Yeah, so and you can see it on his face, man. It's like it's all messed up. His, his face, Billy was, Collins, yeah, Billy Collins' face was getting all messed up. So, um, um, short story, no, long, long story, story short, <laughs> he won the fight. They uh, it went the distance. Louis Resto won the Louis fight. Louis Resto won the fight, which is crazy because uh, he he went the distance. Uh, the guy would. He had big heart. He just would not stop. Um, His eyes were like shut, like completely was, shut. Yeah. His face was swollen. It's bad. Yeah. So, anyways, um, went the distance, but he ended up losing. Wrestle won, and then um, when at, at the very end, uh, when he went to go, con- well, not congratulate. Yeah, the like, corners were congratulating. Yeah, he, he went to go. Get, uh, he even gave him a kiss. Uh, Louis wrestled, mm-hmm. gave him Billy Collins a kiss, and then at that at that time, uh, Billy Collins. Dad mm-hmm. happened to touch his glove, and he's like, he felt there was no padding. Yep. So right away, he's like, hey, you know, something's wrong, something's wrong, and started calling all the officials, and and Louis Russell starts freaking out, looking looking back at his corner. Mm-hmm. So he knew, you know, yeah. right away that that tells you he knew, he knew, you know, the uh, the gloves were all tampered with. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they they obviously denied it, and denied it, and denied it, and. Uh, and they went to court, right? Mm-hmm. They, they both to, did jail they, time. They, they him and his up, trainer. Yeah, because his trainer up. was basically behind, mm-hmm. if not the whole thing, a majority of it. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like Louis Resto was kind of just the pawn, mm-hmm. like they used him to do it. But at the same time, I mean, he did it. But but he knew. That's the yeah, thing. he knew. So that you know, that's where the the thing is like, okay, if you knew, why would you? You still took part you in still it. Still took part in it. Yeah. you knew. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you played your role. Yeah, but at the same time. You gotta feel you feel his side like oh no I, you know he was used because he, yeah. he didn't he felt know. like he was used yeah so I don't know it was it was, it was one of those things like you watch the documentary and you wanna you wanna believe the guy that he at first because at first he denies it like he didn't know he didn't know yeah who made it, blah, blah blah so you wanna believe it but at the same time you're like once you know once you understand that he actually knew you're like nah man you got what you deserve yeah you know what I mean well yeah. what do you think, you think well they both did jail time. I remember that. They both did jail time, but Louis Resto was banned from boxing mm-hmm. for a year. I think up until recently, maybe like 2015 or something, he was reinstated to be able to work a corner. But until then, he was banned from boxing. Mm-hmm. While Panama Lewis, the trainer who was essentially behind everything, wasn't banned. He was, though. He was banned. He could not work corners, but he was still training people. Yes, yes, that's, that's what, what it was. was. Yeah, yeah, That's what it was. But he was still, like, he was heavily involved in boxing still. Yeah, yeah, still. He, Even uh, after his prison term uh-huh. or whatever, his jail time, yeah. He was doing good. Uh, that guy was, he still had that gold chain. Oh, yeah, he was, he was fine. He was doing good. He, was, he trained uh, Zab Judah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of other big fighters. While Louis Resto uh, didn't seem like financially he was doing too well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't, in my opinion, I feel like Louis Resto paid the heavier price. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I kind of feel like they they both should have deserved equal punishment. Um, they both, you know, mm-hmm. took took their part uh, or did their part in that. Um, but it seemed like to me, Louis Resto paid the heavier price. Um, and it, yeah, I don't even know if we mentioned, but uh, Billy Collins died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, not not necessarily because of this. But it, I mean, it kind of escalated yeah. from there. The butterfly effect or whatever. It, yeah, it escalated because, I mean, he, he wasn't able to fight anymore. He had mm-hmm. a, a, a something with his eye, his retina. Mm-hmm. Like, it got all messed up. Mm-hmm. And, 
started, he started a car crash. He started getting very like depressed, or mm-hmm. you know, it's the worst thing that happened for you. You know, as a fighter, all of a sudden tell you can't fight. You know, and and they told you no. So you know, so he started. It was all downhill after that. So mm-hmm. he, in the car crash, he ended up dying. It's crazy, and um, I don't know. I. Did you feel like one or the other deserved more blame there, uh, or bigger a bigger punishment? I guess. I think uh, for me, or I think lesser punishment. For me, it would have been the trainer deserved more punishment. Yeah. You know what? And yeah, actually, uh, I agree with you because I feel like as a fighter, you can punish Louis Resto, and uh, whether he's banned from boxing or not, whatever the case is, he got caught. And he's most likely not going to do it again because he's going to be on everybody's radar. Mm -hmm. While I feel like um, the trainer can just pick another one of his fighters to do this again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Or do any other dirty stuff. You you know? Yeah. 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 Like like those aspirin pills that he was doing. The asthma pills. Yeah. Yeah. The asthma pills. Yeah. So I I don't know. You know, you just he's no he's no one to to be like to trust. You know. Yeah. He should have been the one that was completely banned from, from the yeah, sport at yeah. all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't understand how people would would choose him, hire him would, again. Yeah, like why? Why would you do that? I wouldn't. Well, it's the same thing like uh, Alex Ariza. A lot of people bring up Alex Ariza because mm-hmm. he had these like special drinks or whatever for guys like Manny Pacquiao and mm-hmm. them. And uh, this was around the time they were trying to make the Floyd Mayweather fight and stuff. But. Uh, they they thought he was mixing illegal stuff in these guy in these fighters' drinks, but apparently because he still is really good at what he does, mm-hmm. um, some people are willing to still hire him, um, knowing this. Obviously, I'm sure they they know if they're hiring and they did his home they did their homework, but um, I don't know. Maybe they're just not expecting him to do anything illegal with them. I don't know. And it was never and it was never. Um, like concrete, there was never any concrete evidence that he did anything illegal. It was just suspect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess if you're really good at what you do, people are gonna take those risks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And then uh, I know um, last week we talked about um, Terence Crawford fight, mm-hmm. Terence Crawford fight, and uh, one thing that I didn't mention that I kind of uh, sh- I should have brought up and I wanted to bring up, and I don't know why I just kind of just. Uh, didn't come up was uh, Jose Benavides Jr. was on the undercard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't remember if he was the co-main or, or maybe one of the uh, like third to last fight. Um, but he's an undefeated welterweight, and him and Terence Crawford kind of had a little dispute at one time. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember seeing it on nah. YouTube. So they ran into each other somewhere at one of these fights or some presser or something, and uh, basically they were arguing because Jose Benavides is also undefeated welterweight. Mm-hmm. And um, Crawford was still moving up to welterweight, but he hadn't fought at welterweight yet, but he had already announced that he was going to um, vacate all the 140 belts and move up. Um, and then, uh, long story short, they were arguing about something. Terrence Crawford told him to come outside, and then you, the in the cameras, uh, you see Terrence Crawford leaves. He leaves, and he goes, come outside, come outside. And Jose Benavides stays inside, and so he doesn't go out there. Um, but... Jose Benavidez, again, undefeated welterweight, bigger, he's a bigger guy, he's bigger than Crawford, mm-hmm. and he's on the undercard, so when I see that, I'm assuming, okay, that might be Crawford's next fight, he's mm-hmm. with top rank too, I believe, um, when you see something like that, when you know that fighters have some history, 
and you see one of them on on the undercard of the other um, or whatever. Is that is that what you kind of expect? Do like you expect them to fight next? Uh, it's what I've seen in the past. Yeah, they yeah. haven't said anything yet no. for sure. Uh-uh. Uh, but I, we've seen it in the past. Uh, you know, usually that's what happens. Mm-hmm. The fighters are gonna end up fighting each other, fighting the same card first. Mm-hmm. Which you know, some people don't understand it. But like, why they, would they do that? Well, you know? when they do it though, they usually bring each other up, right? Yeah. There was no mention of anything here, which I thought was weird. I'm like, wait, none of them said anything about each other. So, I don't know. I thought that was a little bit strange. I figured they would want to build it up. Well, would you want to watch that fight, though? I wouldn't want to watch that fight. I think anytime an undefeated fighter goes up against another undefeated fighter, as long as they're relatively known, it's interesting because you're like, oh, man, it's going to be the first time this guy loses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... Again, uh, I know I mentioned uh, Crawford's size uh, mm-hmm. last week, and Jose Benavidez is, again, a bigger fighter. Um, so it, it would be interesting to see that. I would want to see Crawford fight a naturally bigger guy. Um, I don't think Benavidez wins. I haven't seen enough of him to be able to say, oh, yeah, he beats Crawford. Um, but I would want to see it. Um, is that not a fight you'd be interested in? Not really. No? Why? No. Just because you haven't seen too much? Of- I, yeah, I haven't seen too much of Jose Benavidez. Yeah. I, seriously, I thought he was heavier. I thought he was a 154 for some reason. No. Well, his <laughs> brother is 168. No, but he got shot. Wait, Remember who's that? his brother? His brother is um, David Benavidez? Is that his name? David? I think his name is David. Well, or maybe I'm confusing them then. Yeah, maybe. His, maybe. his brother, uh, David Benavidez, fights at 168. Oh, then. There you go. That's the guy I was thinking about. He might be... A lot of people have mentioned him maybe fighting Gilberto Ramirez. Hmm. Um, that, that would be a good fight. And he was signed with Mayweather. Yeah, that would uh, be good. Which, yeah, while we're on this, just quick subject. Or quick, just to throw this in there. Um, he left Mayweather... Prom- or he wasn't with Mayweather Promotions. I think it was with Al Heyman or something. Uh, left them signed with top rank recently uh-huh. and got like a bonus and everything too and then just recently recently uh, gave that bonus back and went back with Al Heyman what? so that's weird right <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know why I'm thinking they maybe try to give him a fight that he didn't like <laughs> but I don't know I don't know how you walk away how you sign a contract and then you just walk away from the contract and give them the money back I've never I've <laughs> never heard of that so I thought that was kind of weird yeah. um, but anyways moving right along here uh, did you see the Blake thing with Andrew Tabidi? Nope. No? Okay. Well, did he fight recently? Blake? Uh-huh. He fought recently. I don't know where. I think in Reno or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys don't know who we're talking about, it's uh, Blake the Beast McKernan from uh, Sacramento, California. I think he's like 9-0 and now or somewhere. He's hovering about 10 fights. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just won the WBU uh, title in like, uh, I think, Reno. Um and he called out Andrew Tabidi, who's a little, well, in my opinion, he's a lot more known than him, but still not very known because he, he's a cruiserweight. A lot of people aren't very familiar with the cruiserweight division. Uh, but he called out Andrew the Beast Tabidi, uh, who's with Mayweather Promotions. I think he's like 15-0 and 0 or something like that, 15-16-0. Um, so this might be one of those things like, hey, I want to fight you because you have the same nickname as me. <laughs> or... <laughs> You know, maybe because they're both undefeated or <laughs> the cruiserweight weight class isn't um, very full, I guess you would say. It doesn't have a large capacity, a lot of a lot of great fights there. And these are two guys that are, I guess, climbing up the ranks. So, you know. All right. Well, I got a question for you. What? Do you think 
this this call this guy calling him out is just another way for him to try to like somehow get his name out there get his name out there yeah, and absolutely. stay stay re- uh, relevant yeah of course but you, you know because because uh, i know recently like now maybe like a couple months ago uh he had a thing with uh mike russell yeah mikey going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> with mikey. right so i'm just like okay that kind of end, kind of like slowed down it probably uh-huh. even ended already like uh-huh. i haven't heard anything about that anymore so now now this guy's calling this other guy out so it's like uh-huh. he's probably just trying to stay relevant is it well you know what i found funny is uh and i hope they watch this i hope all <laughs> i hope all three parties watch this so mikey who is a three and oh now Calls out. These are all cruiserweights, by the way. Mike Russell calls out Blake McKernan. Um, not only like on Instagram and stuff, but at a live event too. I remember I was at oh, a yeah, live yeah. event. Yeah, yeah at, the, at the last Square Vision card. Right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, 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 you saw that. Yep. So he calls him out, um, whatever, and basically uh, Blake's response to this online was, "Oh, you know, as long as these guys are mentioning my name and it." it just uh, shows that I'm doing something right and mm-hmm. they're making me more known and stuff like that. And basically just saying, oh, Mikey's doing this for attention. And then he calls out Andrew Tabidi. So <laughs> I, I kind of thought that was funny. Um, and Andrew Tabidi commented on because Blake posted this on Instagram and Andrew, Andrew Tabidi commented on it just like with the little eyes. Like I see, you know, I see what you're doing here. Um, so... Yeah, I found that a little bit humorous, um, but I don't know. We'll 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 see where that goes. Uh, I'd like to see any of those fights, honestly. I, yeah. I don't care which one. I'd like to see any of those mm-hmm. fights. Um, but on other social media news, did you see the Gervonta uh, Davis tweets? Nope. Okay. I don't. I don't remember. Last oh time yeah, you he doesn't. About... He doesn't really use Twitter as yeah, much. No, no, okay. Sorry. Let me fill you in on what's going on. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure maybe other people noticed this, but it, it stuck out to me a little bit. Uh, one of Gervonta Davis's recent tweets was the letters TBC. Um, to be continued? I don't know. <laughs> or Terrence Bud Crawford. <laughs> or there's another guy. I forget his name. Uh, he's like 50 and 0 or 51 or something. He retired and he made a lot of money. I think his name was like. Floyd or something. So that guy um, used to use this uh, acronym, mm-hmm. uh, TBE. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which stands for the best ever. Uh, so I saw this TBC tweet, and somebody had commented Terrence Bud Crawford, and I thought, no, that doesn't make any sense because um, it was, I mean, why would Gervonta Davis use mm-hmm. his acronym of Terrence Bud Crawford? It's not like Gervonta Davis is calling him out. He fights at 130. Crawford's a 147 pounder. So I thought, what if TBC stands for the best currently? Mm. I don't know what else it could mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's the shot of his promoter. Mm-hmm. But I know that uh, he had another tweet recently, too, that said, uh, quote, I heard someone made a good offer for me, end quote. Which means, in my opinion, made a good offer for me, like to buy him out of his contract. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily made a good offer to me, like to fight. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't know if that had anything to do with like Eddie Hearn having a bunch of money to mm-hmm. just throw around recently or not. Um, but it sounds like 
Well, I don't know if it sounds like, maybe it doesn't sound like, maybe I'm just making a story here out of nothing. But I kind of get the idea that he wants out of his Mayweather Promotions contract. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, do you get the same idea or no? Do you think I'm just making making shit up here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't know, because I, I don't follow this guy, so I really yeah. don't know anything. And to be honest, I don't, I've never seen him fight. No? Uh-uh. Really? I've seen little highlights. Yeah, well, but he's not that active, too. I have, I've never seen one of his fights. So everybody's like, oh, yeah, this guy's so good, this and that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I, I don't know, because I haven't seen it. He is really good, but I haven't seen him fight guys that I would consider to be... Because I, I considered him to be a A-caliber fighter, you know, mm-hmm. an A-caliber fighter, whether that's A-minus or A or A-plus. And I would want to see him fight other guys who I consider A-caliber fighters. Like when Lomachenko was in his weight class, 130, that's the fight everybody wanted to see. And it wasn't made. And a lot of people feel like that kind of falls on Javante Davis, that he didn't want to make the fight. And him and Floyd both were quoted at one point saying, you know, that uh, they don't need to rush things. (laughs) So that's kind of a bummer. Um, I would want to see him fight other guys that are really good. And then, then we really see what he's made of, you know? Um, but with him tweeting out those things, um, I know me and you have spoken about this previously. I think it was off air. We spoke about Josue Vargas mm-hmm. from Mayweather Promotions and him asking for his release, mm-hmm. um, recently. And he got it. He got mm-hmm. his release from Mayweather Promotions. Um, and then there's, uh, uh, Saul Rodriguez, Neno, mm-hmm. um, who is with Mayweather Promotions still? Yeah, I, I, re- I remember when, when he posted it or he talked about it or something that he was going to with Mayweather Promotions. I, yeah, I thought I was like that's pretty cool, but that was what like a year ago, almost two that years ago. That was like almost two years know. ago, I think. Never seen him fight ever. <laughs> he fought <laughs> one time with I think one time under Mayweather promo, and uh, he didn't look that great. Sorry, but he didn't look that great. <laughs> um, and I think he knows he had a tough fight. Um, Obviously, this was... He left the Robert Garcia camp, you know, to mm-hmm. go over there with the Mayweather promos. And I don't know, I guess maybe train in Vegas somewhere. Um, and we really haven't seen much of him since. Um, so... I wonder why, though. Like I don't cause, know. Because I remember him coming up, and, and this guy was all over the place. He's really good. Yeah, really good. He was all over the place. And all of a sudden, he signs with Mayweather, and now, like... No activity. In the shadows. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen him. Um... I thought this, this guy probably got married and, you know, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I was like, he probably got married and had kids. and No, not at all. Aside from, like, guys like him and Gervonta, you specifically, can you name one other Mayweather Promotions fighter? No. I feel like Gervonta was maybe their top guy. Their guy. Their, I feel like Gervonta Davis was their version of Ryan Garcia for Golden I mean, Warrior. the only, yeah. The only other one that I, I can mention would pro- is, uh, and I don't even know if he's under Mayweather Promotions, uh, and it's because because of you, you posted about him a lot. Uh, what's his name? Um, Rolly? Rolly, yeah. yeah. Rolly's with Mayweather Promotions. <laughs> there you go. But, I, but Rolly's obviously, he's um, still breaking ground. He's like, yeah. he's still, you know, on his way up. Um, he hasn't even broken 10 fights yet. So I, he's not... Um, what uh, I'm sure they would consider, you know, their their star, their their uh, main attraction, basically. It's not like they're going to throw Roley in there to just main event a Carter right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I feel like they could do that with Gervonta. Yeah, um, 
Neno and Josue easily could have, I feel, co-main uh, evented a fight because um, they're up there in their teens. I think Neno might already be, even be at 20. He is, I think he's like 21, I think. Yeah, so he, he's, he's up there. He could easily get a co-main yeah. fight. Or if he wants to be in the main event challenge for a belt, you know, obviously he doesn't have one right now, so he can't main event as the champion. But uh, he could main event as a as a challenger. Um, I mean, Gervonta Davis won a belt at like 19 wins or something. It was like super early. Um, so I'm sure they could do that with Neno if they wanted to. Um, but with, with those guys, in my opinion, kind of being out of the loop, um, I feel like we're kind of witnessing the fall of Mayweather promotions. <laughs> and I've seen, uh, I think in the past couple of days, people posting that kind of stuff on Yeah, on. Lalo's boxing. Yeah. Him. Lalo brought it up. <laughs> he brought it up too. Huh? Yeah, Lalo brought it uh, up too. And I was already... Yeah, he, he's, a, he, he's better at promoting his strip clubs. Than yeah, that's promoting. what Lalo said. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. He uh, is. That was funny. I'm going to be laughing. I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, he is. For some of you guys that are with Mayweather Promotions, um, I apologize. But I think maybe you guys should put on some heels and then maybe he'll pay a little more attention to you. Um, speaking of Floyd Mayweather, um, I kind of brought, wanted to bring up a topic that I don't feel like maybe... maybe Did we, you live, we live ended, I think. No, maybe. Um, I kind of wanted to bring up a topic yeah, that I feel like maybe a lot of people don't bring up. And that is... Oh, yeah. We didn't even get a chance to, to see what people were... We're yeah, I didn't even look. Whatever. Um, I kind of wanted to bring up, uh, and I don't know if many people have brought this up. Maybe I'm kind of thinking too much into depth to it. But with Floyd Mayweather doing the whole, uh, I'm going to carry on this undefeated streak, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to make a lot of money. And people are going to want to pay to see my fights and hope to see me lose. And I'm going to win. And then they're going to pay again more money next time basically made a business out of boxing beyond what anybody has ever done, basically, in boxing. Um, as far as making a business out of it, right? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like now, a lot more people look at it as a business rather than a sport. Um, and a lot more people are worried about, oh man, I got my O, I'm undefeated, I gotta hang on to it, I'm not, I don't wanna let it go, right? I, like I mentioned, Gervonta Davis earlier didn't want to rush into the Lomachenko mm -hmm. fight. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's that's kind of, in my opinion, it's a problem mm -hmm. because it, it stops uh, a lot of great fights from being made. A lot of great fights that me, from a fan's perspective, I want to see those fights. Yeah. Um, I know maybe you might think mm -hmm. a little bit different on some points of that because you're a fighter. Mm -hmm. But as a fan, I don't, I don't care about that. I don't care about the politics. I just want to see a good fight. Mm -hmm. Um and I kind of feel like because of that, because Floyd came in, did the whole 50 fights undefeated, whatever, and then left with his O, mm -hmm. I feel like that's what everybody wants to do now. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to be the next Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And everybody wants to keep their undefeated streak, even if that means they fight bums for, you know, 15 years, 20 years for their whole career. Did Floyd Mayweather break boxing? That's a good question. I think, he, I think in that sense, yeah. He did in that sense, but at the same time, he made a lot of money and he he kind of like laid out how to make money in boxing. Yeah, the blueprint. So, yeah. yeah. So did he break it? Yeah, for for the hardcore fans that want to watch a good fight, but for the people that want to make money, he did good. 
Cause you, I mean, yeah, I get that. Yeah, for the business, for the business of boxing, he he showed them how to do it. Yeah, and now other people can follow that blueprint. But, but it I, sucks. Yeah, it sucks, <laughs> man. Cause before then, nobody was really talking about money like that. Oh, or I need a bigger purse, or I need a bigger uh, guarantee, or I need a bigger split, or whatever. Like, when you think about guys like Roberto Duran, you don't think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You think about um, guys like Chavez and, and even De La Hoya back mm-hmm. then as a mm-hmm. fighter. You don't hear about that stuff. Manny Pacquiao, you don't hear about that stuff. Yeah, I don't even think it, it came to that point with, like, Tyson. And then mm-hmm. uh, Tyson, Bernard Hopkins, I mean, Ali. It was never, oh, I need more money. I need more money or I'm not going to fight you. It was, no- it was never anything like that. Um... So that kind of bums me out as a fan. I feel like since the Floyd era kind of grew into what it what it ended up being, um, people started paying attention, started thinking, oh man, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And now, obviously, he's out of the business, but he kind of left his mark. He kind of left his shit stain, if you will, in boxing. <laughs> um, so that's kind of a bummer. I, mean, <clears throat> I don't know back then... How much? Uh, how much uh, having an uh, an undefeated record matter? Exactly. I don't know how much it mattered to you know because when I got into boxing, it mattered. You know because yeah. it was Floyd era, so yeah. it mattered. So, but in any other sport, it don't matter. It didn't matter who. No, you know, no, no. Like if you like if you follow uh, soccer, right? Yeah. You you're a fan of your your team, and mm-hmm. then they're undefeated, right? Supposedly during the whole like. Mm-hmm. Um, season or whatever and then they lose and it's like oh it's a bummer or whatever but the next season you're you're just as big as a fan you know yeah it didn't matter that they lost and they didn't win the championship or whatever you're still a big fan and in boxing boxing doesn't get treated that way boxing is like oh because you put so much so much effort into into keeping your O the day you lose it you mm-hmm. lose all of those fans basically yeah yeah because now they made it such a big deal to be undefeated Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know. I don't know how much it mattered back then, but now that it mattered, it sucks. It, sucks. it does suck because I don't think it mattered back then. Because you think about like, can you name one legend or Hall of Famer that retired undefeated, other than Floyd? Besides uh, the uh, Rocky, Montana, Rocky. Right? Besides Rocky. Besides Rocky. And Rocky is not then, even a popular. Uh, yeah. Or well, who was? Uh, there's a Mexican fighter, um, Finito Lopez. He he retired undefeated. He had one draw, right? Well, yeah, one draw. Yeah. <laughs> but he yeah. was still on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, those are great examples, and I'm glad you brought those up because that's my point exactly. You never think about those guys mm-hmm. before you think of Chavez, before mm-hmm. you think of Tyson, before yeah. you think of Pacquiao. Exactly, you don't. You don't. You don't think about those guys before you think of Ali. Yeah. Or, so or, it didn't matter if you weren't undefeated. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, that, that would be a good question for somebody that lived through those era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, you know how was it back then? Did it really matter? Did it not matter? Yeah. Cause, cause now that matters, it sucks. You know, everybody wants to be undefeated. Yeah. You don't get the great fights. Yeah. And then, and then if you got a loss, you looked at differently. Like oh, me. yeah, I know. Like me, you know, it's yeah. like what? Like, is is my record really determine? Is is it really gonna determine who I am as a fighter? I feel like sometimes you know I mean? too. Yeah, and I feel like that's a problem. And sometimes it's a. Uh, it kind of gives not only the person who you're gonna fight a different perspective but everybody else including mm-hmm. judges mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. it gives judges a different perspective on like yeah. oh this guy has a few losses already and this guy's undefeated 
So I kind of already have an idea in my mind of who's gonna win. And, and then you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then they start uh, putting more attention towards one guy than the yeah. other. And I don't, know, I don't know if you've done this, but if you ever watch a fight, um, and and you put your like concentration on one fighter, yep, you tend to look at to to dismiss the bad things yes. they're doing. Yes. Yes. Isn't that? Isn't that? Yeah. But then when you start looking, you watch the same round again, but mm-hmm. putting your concentration on the other fighter. You start seeing what he did right. Yeah, so, so what that guy did. Yeah, so I think that's that's what sucks, you know. Like, if you have already a loss or a couple losses, you're less likely to be looked at mm-hmm. in that way, you know. Yeah. So you're already on on, on the short. What, how, the something? short end the short, of the stick. The short end. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I know, and that's Floyd's fault. So, but yeah, I, Thanks, th- I think so. But at the same time, it, it, it's good though because it, at least uh, I, I mean, it's good to a certain extent, like it, it, because people can underestimate you. You know what I mean? Yeah. People might look at you and be like, "Oh, he's got losses. He's he's not that good or whatever." Yeah. And then boom, you know, you get in the ring and it's a totally different. different yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So that that's where it could be good. It could be. But I feel like it does damage, and it gives you less opportunities to be put into those positions where you can really show what you're made of. You know, like, maybe if you have a loss or two, you might not get that title shot that you would if you were undefeated, mm-hmm. and then you can go in there and prove why you're undefeated. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you have a loss or two or three or whatever it may be, maybe they don't give you that title opportunity where um, mm-hmm. you can go and dethrone the guy who people... And you know why? Why? Because of the ranking system. Well, yeah. Because if you have losses, you know, your ranking is not going to be as good unless you beat really top opposition, then your ranking goes up. Yeah. Which is what happened with Lomachenko. He yeah. had a loss and he, he he obviously started beating really good guys, so his ranking went up, even though he had a loss. Yeah. Well, he had like a, a title fight and like a second fight. On the second fight, yeah. And third fight, I think, is when he got a, another opportunity at it. And, of course, he won. Um, so politics does play into that if you're signed with a big promoter like Top Rank mm-hmm. or Golden Boy or one of those guys and then they could throw you up there in the rankings higher than what you really deserve in my opinion mm-hmm. um, another topic uh, sparring highlights there's been a lot of sparring highlights for, for a while now mm-hmm. uh, as far as I can remember maybe at least a year or two I don't know what it was before then um if it was such a big deal or not, but there's been a lot of sparring highlights on Instagram of different fighters, mm-hmm. um, whether it's them just, you know, little short clips, maybe a few seconds, like five or six seconds um, showing their moves, uh, or some guys even will post about a full minute of them sparring other guys, or even highlight clips of mm-hmm. basically all the rounds condensed into, you know, one highlight. Like a minute or something. Yeah, yeah, and then um, <clears throat> just that some of these guys just, beating the hell out of these other guys, man. Um, I know you've posted some highlights of you, mm-hmm. um, but I don't see you post anything kind of like where you're, you know, beating the hell out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see I see it, and I, I don't think it's, like, a big deal when I first see it. Like, if I see something nice, like, oh, man, he put this guy down or whatever. Like, for me, it's like, oh, man, that's a cool highlight clip, right? Um, but as a fighter... What what do you think about that? If you if put yourself on on both ends, I guess. And people kind of people get offended. People get people get offended when if you post something about like let's say 
if you sound too cocky, you know what I mean? Like you post yes. like, oh, like, like you, oh, you're beating the crap out of this guy or whatever. People get offended because they're like, oh, well, that's not the whole, that's not the whole story. You're, yeah. you're just going to put up whatever makes you look good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's the point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And for me as a fan, I don't care. Like if, if, if uh, anybody posts any highlights where it looks like they're beating me up, I don't care mm-hmm. because that's the point. They want followers. They want people. They want to showcase their skills, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and if during the spawning session we did, let's say, let's say I beat him up, right? But of course he had a few a few times where he did good. Mm-hmm. I can't take that away from him. Mm-hmm. He still did good during those, even if it was only two or three combinations, <clears throat> let's say. Yeah. Throughout the whole sparring. I, I can't take that away. He did those things. You can't things. say it didn't happen. Exactly. So yeah. why, why would I be like, you know what I mean? Unless he's really disrespecting, then, then I would take it personal, like, mm-hmm. you know? But if this guy's just like posting something and like, oh, you know, check, oh, check out this highlight, whatever, 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 you know, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't mind. It's like, whatever. Even though I know, because I know that I beat him. Yeah. I know that during the sprint session, I got the best out of it. But what if you didn't? What? What if you didn't get the best out of him? What if you went to spar somebody, uh-huh. you know they put hands on you, and then later you see them posted up on Instagram? I still wouldn't care. <laughs> because. Oh, come on, seriously? I wouldn't care. <laughs> I wouldn't care because, uh, you know, it could have just been a bad day for me. So what? You get those good days in sparring, you get those bad days in sparring. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It's just a video. Who cares? What if you got knocked out? I know you've never been knocked out, so it's like you can't <laughs> say it, But, like, what if there's a video of you, boom, getting slapped on the canvas? I wouldn't care. Really? I wouldn't care. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. I would probably comment something on there being like sarcastic, you know what I mean? <laughs> just to mess around, dude, like whatever. It's kind of, it's one of those things like you just laugh, at, you know, laugh at yourself, laugh mm-hmm. with them or whatever too. And, and that kind of makes it a little less, because you get all mad and stuff like, for what? That's not going to do anything. Well, because one of the guys that's obviously notorious for posting a lot of sparring highlights is Rolly, right? Yeah. Um, he posts a lot of videos of him beating up people and sparring or whatever. And it seems like a lot of times he doesn't, he he personally, it sounds like he doesn't care if he's a villain. He's like, you know what, man? I don't care. People are going to love me or people are going to hate me either way. I'm just going to be me. And if they like it, great. And if they don't, who cares? And um, he'll post up a lot of these videos. There are some guys who I, I personally know he has a lot of respect for and he, he won't post up their videos because they're like, you know, close friends of his. Um, but uh, I feel like he's, he's one of those guys that a lot of people... Um, I mean, they love to hate him, mm-hmm. basically, right? And the majority of that is because he doesn't mind uh, basically putting his sparring partners on blast. Mm-hmm. And I know recently, um, this one guy, uh, his name is um, Mike Land. He's from Texas. He's an amateur. Um, uh, Michael Land. He, he posted this video of him beating the hell out of this dude in sparring, right? It was like opening round goes in there maybe gets like two combinations in and the guy goes down so it was like fast right 15 seconds maybe and uh, I reposted this for him oops I reposted this on our, on our boxing page for him um, because I knew the backstory of it which was that the guy who he beat up in sparring mm-hmm. actually beat him in an amateur fight before well and when I say beat him from what I was told um, he got robbed and I don't like to use that word. I don't like to say people get robbed. But from what I heard, Mike Land got mm-hmm. robbed against mm-hmm. this other guy, right? Mm-hmm. The judges gave him the decision. 
So then, whatever, at one point now they end up sparring, and Mike Lamb kicks his ass, right? And so he posted this video, and he said something like, um, how are you guys going to say this guy beats me in a fight when he can't even beat me in sparring, right? So you see the, the two sides, like, Rolly posts his video for one reason or another, and then Mike Lamb kind of posts his video in kind of like a vengeance sort of way to kind of prove that he is better than this other guy. Um, you don't see anything wrong in any of those? No, not really. I mean, nah, because again, who cares? Like, I, mean, you, I guess. If from a fan's perspective, now I can't hate on Roly because he's a friend of mine. And so I actually, <laughs> I, I, a lot of the stuff when he talks to me, I get where he's coming from. I'm like, yeah, dude, I get where he's coming from. But if I didn't know him, I would be like, man, this guy's a <laughs> right? Oh, sorry, you're going to have to bleep that out again. We're going to have to get our sensor button again. So anyways, I would, if I wasn't a friend of his, I would be like, man, I hate this guy. I don't like him. He's too cocky or too arrogant or whatever, right? Whereas the other guy, I could understand, oh, well, he's trying to prove a point that he's better than this guy, and he feels like when they fought, he got robbed, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, that yeah. makes a little more sense. But I don't know. Yeah, but again, I don't, I, I wouldn't care. I just would not care because it's like, you know, every fighter is out there. Nowadays, I don't know if you notice, but a lot of fighters are out there. Including myself, I'm not gonna lie, myself, you know, you, you want to get followers, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it, it's more about the image also, not, not, not some, you know, some people have actually argued that it's more about the image than actual skill now, mm-hmm. that, that people are trying, even, even actors, uh, it, they're more involved with like social media and trying, and trying to have this image than actual talent, right, mm-hmm. so that's why I wouldn't care, like, you're trying to look out for yourself, you, you're trying to make your fans so that you can have a better image so you can have a better chance in this stupid politics mm-hmm. so go ahead and post it man go for it you know and, and and on top of that if if you got good skills and you're showcasing your skills on a video why not why just you don't want to hurt the other guy's feelings like who cares <laughs> <laughs> who cares you know what I mean like nah dude like of course you know you didn't mention oh if it's a really close friend blah blah blah. you don't want to do it like okay yeah i get those but if it's somebody else like somebody that came from a different gym let's say or they cares (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) of course like i wouldn't go i personally wouldn't go as far as tagging them on my video like you know like of course not like or even naming who it is like yeah i wouldn't do that either but you're trying to get a point across and 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 if and if it's like like for example the videos that i've been posting I've been trying to do like a little like um, like like to show you like a little like tips. tip like yeah. a little tip right yeah so boxing tips boxing tips so so if I a little short clip of a boxing tip or something yeah it's um, not so much a highlight it's not so much a highlight it's not so much about me trying to prove that I beat him up or yeah. like, oh I landed this punch and, and and hurt him like no it's just I'm trying to showcase the actual skill mm-hmm. in that video. So I'm not gonna go and tag the guy and and, and no, like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? I've seen yours and they're completely different. They're not like so. what a lot of these guys are are putting themselves out to be killers, basically. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, but you know, if you do that, if you start posting all these videos to make yourself look like you're really that good, mm-hmm. um, you should expect also the backlash of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean? Of course. Like 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 this Broly guy. I mean, from everything I've seen, he look he looks like he's really good. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I want to spoil that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 
because like as a fighter you want to fight the best you want to yeah. be in there with the best you and i'm like man i want i want to go in there with this guy i want to yeah. know what it's like i i want to see if he if he really is the hardest hitter at 135 like he says you know yeah. like i want to see it that, a lot of people say that a lot of people say rollie's the big the, the hardest the hardest hitter at 135 i would say i would say it's mikey mikey garcia but yeah, i mean well, as far as guys that are climbing the ranks yeah. it's probably rollie yeah. i don't know but so anyways just be aware of that if you're a fighter and you post stuff like that and videos like that just make sure make sure um you're setting the right expectation too you know yeah i don't want to find out about Rolly's power <laughs> you can do that i'll i'll leave that to you and if you guys follow uh lobo on instagram make sure you start using the hashtag who cares yeah because who apparently cares? who cares if you post <laughs> sparring highlights um I kind of want to wrap this up because I feel like this has been a long <laughs> episode. Uh, just real quick, I want to pitch some shout-outs to uh, uh, Right Hook Roxy or Roxana uh, Verduzco, who just won WBC Amateur Elite Champion. That's a long word. In her weight class, um, number one in the nation, so congratulations to you, Roxy. A uh, good friend of mine, Rainbow. Uh, Tease from Rainbow down in SoCal. And then uh, my boy, Roger Romo. So shout out to you guys. Um, hopefully you guys are watching. Uh, anything you want to get out? No, I just wanted to say, um, Roxy. Um, yeah. I didn't know about her until you posted about yeah. her. Dude, she's badass. And dude, she, yeah, she's cool. I started following her. I was like, yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's really doing it, man. Yeah. And um, in her, uh, I don't know her weight class, but um, I know uh, I heard through the grapevine that there's a lot of people who would really just rather not fight her so some people don't actually enter the tournaments because if they see her name on there they're just like yeah she's gonna win um but uh yeah man hopefully one day we'll see her doing the same thing in the pros because uh yeah. again women's boxing is just really uh, on the rise right now they're doing a lot of great things um and i feel like roxy's gonna play a huge role in that in the mm -hmm. future um so yeah. again shout out to you guys um shout out to everybody watching yeah, shout out to everybody and their mamas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> follow me uh, at Box Talk 101, Freddy Oseguera at Box Talk 101 on any social media thing you can think of. This is Lobo. Lobo707. At Lobo707, hashtag who cares. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, guys, give us a follow, drop some comments, let us know what you guys think about uh, Mayweather Break and Boxing, let us know what you guys think about. Uh, people leaving Mayweather promos. Let us know what you guys think about sparring clips and people posting those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and just let us know what you guys want to see maybe for the next episode if there's any topics you guys want us to bring us up. Bring up. Um, yeah, drop it in the comment. Give us a like. Thank you guys. <laughs>